0: Hi everyone, and welcome to Where Faith Grows. I'm your host, Laura Lambert. Every episode, I sit down with a friend, some old and some new, and we explore areas of our lives where we can let faith thrive and flourish. I'm so happy you're joining me here today. Let's find out together where faith can grow. and welcome back to Where Faith Grows. This week, I had the joy of sitting down with Liana Danielle. Liana's first month of her business as a faithful business builder was the month she graduated college. Over $10,000 ended up in her bank account that first month and many months since, and the only explanation she has is because she prayed and submitted this business to God after failing to do so in the past. Her passion now is to teach women how to turn their passions into profit while making an impact in the kingdom of God. She enjoys using her Instagram platform to literally take the gospel to the ends of the earth and to encourage every heart that comes across her posts. She's thrilled to fall deeper in love with Jesus this year and to see what fruit is produced in her business because of it. This episode is one for everyone, friends. You may think we're talking about business building today, but we actually aren't. Today, Liana and I are talking about finding beauty in the midst of brokenness. You're going to be so uplifted and inspired by her own story about finding that beauty, and I just can't wait to share it with you. So I won't make you wait a minute longer. Here's my chat with Liana. Okay. Hi, Liana, and welcome to the show. Hey, Laura. I'm so excited to be here. So tell everybody a little bit about yourself, just a little like get-to-know-you moment. (laughs) Yes. Well, I am
1: a faithful business builder. And so what that means is a little phrase I coined. It's like how to build a business with Christ as the foundation. And that kind of came about not really something I planned to do after college, but, you know, we pray and God often will answer our <laughs> prayers differently. And I'm so grateful he yes. does because he knows best. And so he just knew that this is something I would just kind of like fulfill my life's calling. And it's been a blessing and I love supporting women build their, as they build their businesses and futures for their family. And so that's
0: what I'm up to at the moment. <laughs> and I know I know this from knowing your page, but what did you major in in college? So I majored in social entrepreneurship,
1: which is using business to help other people essentially and create social change. And so that's perfect. It was, it was perfect. It has (laughs) definitely helped. It's helped me think outside of the box and support my clients in a way a little differently than like some other coaches out there, because just from that, that background, I'm I'm very grateful for it for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Now, rewind us way back and tell us okay. kind of about like your upbringing. How'd you come to know the Lord? That yeah. Kind of um, I like it. We're jumping in. We're getting deep, yeah, real quick. It's time. <laughs> it's, we don't have time. a lot of time. We don't. We don't.
1: We don't want our friends to have to wait to listen. Yeah. Um, okay. We don't mess around
0: over here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I um, actually fun story. Not very fun, but I have to tell it. So. <laughs> I was in I was in second grade. I went to a Christian school my my entire life, and I grew up in a Christian home where whereas like my mom just really loves the Lord and I had a nanny and she was Pentecostal. she was great. She really loved like, that. It was awesome. And when I got to I got to kindergarten and you know learned more about Jesus and stuff like that. But in second grade, we had this substitute teacher and she asked everyone in the class, who has accepted Jesus into their heart? Everyone raised their hand but me. I hadn't oh, made the decision no. because I knew, I'm like, you know what? I'm not ready yet. I wanna make sure. Yeah. I was like, I wanna, I wanna know that God is real. I'm like, I wanna know yes. before I make the decision. I was seven, seven years old, so I didn't raise my hand. She forced me to come into the front of the room and repeat the prayer after her. <gasps> <laughs> And I remember thinking, okay, even at that age, even at that age, I remember thinking this is not how Christians are supposed to be. And obviously we know there are wacky Christians out. there. There's wacky everybody out there. Um, so I'm grateful I didn't let that like affect my view of Jesus because you know, we're imperfect people. But, um, in two years later when I was nine, I is when I was like, okay, I've encountered the Lord. Like I, I know yeah. He is real, and I'm making the decision to follow Him. And so that was when I was nine, and then at eleven was when I, like, truly encountered the Holy Spirit for the first time. And it's it's been cool because, like, having those special moments. And I'm not the same for everyone, right? Not everyone has those sure. very specific moments where like they remember. Um, but that's a little bit about my story. It started from young young age. <laughs> I. It took it took you two
0: years to get over the trauma of that one. <laughs> oh, my word. I know. <laughs> you come to the front of the room. Like, that's just horrible. Oh, man. It makes me feel so sad. But I also, like, it makes me think, like, okay, in what ways am I like that to other people? You know? It's like, I think we all have a little bit of that in us, whether it's that overt or not. I know. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, hopefully <laughs> I'm not like that. But it's like we want to, we
1: to best, but I think she yeah. didn't she didn't realize like, Hey, like, I'm, I'm already, I'm with you. I'm with you. I just want to do it for myself.
0: <laughs> You're like, I'm, I'm good. Like, yeah. I'm really going to be okay. I yeah. just need some time. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> well, today, okay. Mm-hmm. So our topic is talking about beauty in brokenness and how just God makes beauty out of brokenness. Mm-hmm. So give us a little piece of that. Uh, tell us about like brokenness in your life. What role has that played? Yeah. Lay the groundwork for us kind of. Well, I mentioned
1: you know that when I was 11 is when I really encountered the Holy Spirit. And that was the day that my dad, um, that was the last night he ever spent in our home. And mm. it was, I just remember that moment where he, he left and it was this, it was obviously heartbreaking, but I remember running into my mom's office and sitting down and just praying and saying like, God, I, I need your peace. And that was, yeah. I felt more peace than I'd ever felt in my whole life. And that one moment when it would be normally, like I was 11, it would, it should have been shattering, but it was just totally yeah. peace. And that was when I embraced God, not just as my God, but as my father. Um, and, and mm-hmm. those, in those years now, my dad and I are super tight now. And, um, there's been a lot of healing, but that definitely broke me. Um, just having coming from a broken family because it was broken yeah. to begin with. It wasn't like the first sure. eleven years were perfect or anything. Um and so that was what kind of started it. And then that led to depression, it led to suicidal thoughts when I was in middle school and wow. all kinds of things that I never thought would I would be the one to ever encounter them. And um I dealt with health issues since I was four years old. And so all of that combined body image. I think every girl goes to that in middle school. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, even yesterday, not going to lie, I was struggling with that. It's like something that, you know, will always kind of, I think yeah. there's always brokenness. This can be part of our, our lives, but like you were saying, the topic today is the beauty in it. And mm-hmm. um, I think one of the things that really stood out to me was I, in high school, um, I was diagnosed with Lyme disease and had, a, had to be homebound. And, wasn't able to get out of bed. I lost 30 pounds in two months just from not being able to like move or, you know, my mom had to feed me and stuff like that. And it was, it was so bad. And wow. I ended up um, leading a, going back to lead a chapel service. Or no, I'm sorry, the chapel services even before all of that, that was with, after a car accident I had, there's been a lot of stuff. Oh that's my happened. Gosh. <laughs> I know there's been a lot of stuff, but one of, I went to see, I had a, I have a Christian counselor, She's like in her seventies and it's just so amazing. And I recommend anyone who's listening to find someone who really loves the Lord and is wise to be like their counselor, because just because someone has a degree and can prescribe things doesn't mean that we need to be listening to them if they don't hear from God. And so um, I I loved listening to her and I I'd prayed in like eighth grade for God to do whatever it takes so that when people... Meet me. They don't meet Liana. They meet Jesus. And mm. around sophomore, junior year of high school, I was in a counseling session with Linda. That's her name. And
0: Love she was
1: name. she was talking with me, and all of a sudden, that that memory of that prayer that I totally forgotten about just came to mind, and I realized that with the car accident, and the Lyme disease, and all of that stuff, God, God ha- was breaking me. Um, mm. I was. I was very self-reliant. You know, I'm an entrepreneur now. I was I have always had an entrepreneurial spirit and want to do things my own way. And it got to the point where I was just really operating out of my own power. And, and right. so God knew what needed to happen. And I'm not saying he caused the car accident and caused all those things. Sure. Um, but he he was able to use them for good. And so in the, in the chapel that I led it, the title was shattered because it's like one step Mm -hmm. further from being broken is when you're shattered. And so I, we used a mirror and I had different people from the school and all different, you know, cliques and friend groups and all that stuff come up and we got a hammer and they said who they were before God broke them. And then they shattered the mirror and said who they were after. And, Mm -hmm. um, It was, we played the song Broken Hallelujah, which is, no one's ever heard that song. That is like my anthem. It was, yes, perfect (laughs) song. And um, the reason why we chose a mirror is because when we look at a mirror, we see ourselves. But the more that we chip away at all the edges, we see what's behind it. And that's the image of Jesus. And so Mm -hmm. I think that's what it is with us, is God's breaking us to make us more beautiful. Um, because if we look like us, we're not, we're not very pretty. We're, we're ugly. There's lots of gross, disgusting bits in us without Christ. Um, and so God's like, I know what will make you the most beautiful. And that's my son in you. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's kind of like my story of brokenness and that I mean, since then, there's been also a lot of brokenness as well with like relationships and boys. Um, even my now husband, there was stuff in the past with us before we were married. There's just been a lot of things. But again, it's like Christ has triumphed over all of that.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that you say like Christ triumphed over it because I think the most common message that we hear preached, which is a true message, is mm-hmm. about how God makes beauty out of brokenness and our initial thought when we hear that is oh he's going to fix it like he's going to fix everything mm. and it's all going to go away mm-hmm. and there's not going to be any more brokenness but i feel like there's so many of us me included who like we live in the midst of brokenness all the time mm-hmm. and so where is the beauty there because it's almost like we subconsciously think God doesn't exist there until Mm. it's fixed or until we're on the other side of it and we can see what beauty He created out of it. Mm -hmm. But the reality is there's beauty in it. So tell us a little bit about that, too. Yeah, um, I think, you know,
1: you're right. He doesn't magically fix all of our brokenness. Uh, I I believe He allows it, though, because He wants us to surrender. And so brokenness Mm. can also be seen as weakness, and what does God say about weakness, right? In 2 Corinthians, he says his power is perfected yes. in our weakness. It doesn't say his power verse. is perfected after our weakness becomes our strength. It says it's in the weakness that his power is perfected. And so um, yes. you know, I got married three months ago. And before, like leading up to getting married, everything everything was pretty good. I mean, running my business and planning a wedding in five months was a lot but like health-wise, <laughs> health I was doing to pretty say good. Least. I, know. <laughs> I was seeing a new doctor. I was feeling pretty well. And literally a week after getting married, I started having a lot of pain again, all kinds of, I mean, mm. you see my Instagram stories. I won't be graphic, yeah. but there's been a lot of things <laughs> that have been happening to all different parts of my body where it's like, what is going on? And yeah. it just totally feels like, okay, I'm being broken all over again, and it forced me to call up my counselor, Miss Linda, again. And be like, "Okay, I love that her name is Miss
0: Linda. I, know, I just picture her so making cookies uh, and
1: like, just love it. Okay, she's cute so, cute. so <laughs> cute. I know she's so cute, Knoxville, Tennessee. So cute. Um, And I, and so I mean, we can talk a little bit about that later, but I, um, it was powerful recognizing that wow, I was broken before, but it's going to be consistent. Um, it's gonna yeah. be a consistent breaking. It's not just like a one and done kind of thing. I mean, it would have been, I think, if I would have just totally surrendered, but even just beginning marriage, God reminded me one more time that man, this is this is about him. This marriage is yeah. not about me, it's not about Corey, my husband. It's about it's about Jesus. And yeah. um and so even in the midst of me kind of in being broken right now, I still God. And again, I want to emphasize one more time, God is, it's not like he's causing my pain or causing any of these things. Um, I think, you know, the enemy, thinking about Job, the enemy couldn't touch him unless God allowed it. And so sometimes God will allow things because he knows the greater purpose, but he doesn't like cause Mm -hmm. this stuff. Um, Yeah. So I just want to emphasize that.
0: Um, I know it's, it kind of feels like a tough line to toe when we're trying to like explain ourselves, but at the end of the day, we live in a broken world. So, yes, yeah, brokenness is just inevitable. It's because of sin. It's not it's because of what we did as yeah. humans, not because of what God did. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's on us. <laughs> it's on us. <laughs> I know. It's just like it's hard to get through the mindset that God doesn't just magically fix our brokenness. And I think that's just beautiful about what you're saying, but really what it's making me think about as you're talking about this is that it really comes down to control. Which it almost always does, let's be honest. <laughs> but it's like we want to control it and mm-hmm. we want to be like, like you're talking about being self reliant, or we want to think, oh, we got through it and we're on the other side. We want our stories to be so linear, mm-hmm. like this happened and then God fixed it, and then this happened and then God fixed it. And the reality is just so much more not pretty and boxed up like that. And mm-hmm. that can be a tough life. I mean, it's tough to live that. It so. Anyways, I'm kind of rambling a no, little bit. No, no, so. <laughs> you're right. I think with, with the time thing, there's a book called um, Case for Faith,
1: and it's by Lee Strobel. Mm-hmm. And I actually read that in, in eighth grade. And one of the things that I learned from that book was how God kind of views time. Now, we obviously don't know exactly how he views it, but it's more of like a, sure. an explanation of, you know, we see time as as today, and then we see yesterday, you know, we can't see tomorrow. Whereas God is outside of time. And so if you look at like you're holding a tennis ball in your hand or something. Um, actually, I have a tennis ball on my desk right now. I sit on it to help my uh, my butt pain. But
0: um, <laughs> Nice. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> but um, if you're holding a tennis ball um, and you're looking at it, it, you're just totally outside of it. And that's kind of how God mm-hmm. is with time. We can't even fathom how He sees it. But He sees everything that ever has or ever will happen. It's all going on at once. Like He sees yeah. it all happening. And so again, we don't know why, he's, why certain things are, are, are going on, but he knows the full picture. And I think right. that's why it's like, why, why wouldn't we trust a God that knows the full picture, that knows everything that ever has or will happen, and how we fit into the story? You know, yeah, that's what, that's what it is. It's a story. That's what the whole Bible is. It's a story of broken people being loved by God. They're consistently turning away from them. He sends his son to save them, people still turn away from them. And that's the story today. It's like, yeah, it's just God longing for his people to choose him and come to him and be loved by him. That's if that's what the story of the Bible is, then that's probably a good reflection of what our story is too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's just like I feel like we could go so many directions with this. So I'm <laughs> trying to keep myself focused. The Enneagram seven in me wants to go on so many different topics. I oh, know yeah, but... <laughs> you know I was seven too, this was a miracle we made made this far. <laughs> No, it's a miracle we're here. So let's just all <laughs> count that as joy. But anyway, I I think like it's it's overwhelming for me to even think about despite all the brokenness, despite all the stories of the Bible of broken people being used by God. He chooses to use us. And mm-hmm. it's not because like he overlooks our brokenness, but like he sent Jesus, you know, to die on the cross to invite us in. Mm-hmm. And it's like He didn't do that despite our brokenness. He did it because of it, because Mm -hmm. I think it's like, I think it's such a beautiful message to think that when we show our brokenness to people, it's like what you were saying earlier, when we show our brokenness to people, we're showing them who's the one doing the real work. Mm -hmm. And what's more powerful than that? You know, that's like, that is the ultimate power in our stories and our testimonies and just everything you're saying right now about. Living through brokenness and seeing the beauty in it is that it can change people's lives when they see God working in that. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Which, which I I just love that as a message because I think we think our brokenness makes us look weak. You kind of mentioned that before.
1: But That's good. It's good. We want We don't want to look strong because it makes it about yes. us.
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It, but also, it, I think it makes us relatable to people too. It's like mm-hmm. if we are if we look like the perfect Christian ladies all the time, like. What's enticing about that to other people? I don't really think it's very enticing at all. <laughs> I know, and then it, and then it, again, it's like think about my
1: substitute teacher. We're we're bringing it back. If I had <laughs> if I had imagined that she was the perfect Christian lady, and then I saw what she did, it would have yeah. it would have made me think that God is bad because I was right. almost putting her in the place that God should be. And I think that's what happens. You know, you know what happened with the Hillsong pastor and yeah um, a, a lot of things happen where where people that we look up to um will fall because the enemy the enemy is relentless and wants to do anything to cause God's people to to have a bad taste in their mouth right and yeah. and so I think that um that's why it's important to boast in our weaknesses because then that it goes to it's pointed to God so when we mess up it's like, okay, well, obviously she messed up. she's an imperfect broken person right but let's watch how God uses
0: this so right Mm -hmm. and I think it can inspire people to think oh God can use me too Mm -hmm. because I I think as Christian women I know I have struggled with this a lot thinking like oh God can't use me why would God use me I'm me -hmm. but when we like air all our dirty laundry and we say but God still uses me Mm -hmm. then any woman out there can say oh well then he can use me too and Mm -hmm. that only helps (laughs) yeah for sure yeah If you've been following me on social media, you know I'm starting to share tips and tutorials on an online graphic design program called Canva. I discovered this program a few years ago and since then I've used it professionally and personally to create visually stunning graphics with a level of efficiency I didn't even know was possible. Lately, I've been seeing and speaking with content creators of all types, and I've discovered that many of you share the same view about your visual presence online that I do. You want your online presence to be aesthetically pleasing, but your core mission is to share the love of Christ, and so that's what you want to spend your time doing, and I totally understand that. That's why I'm recommending Canva to you, and I wouldn't recommend it if I didn't love it and use it myself all the time. Because with Canva, you can create beautiful social media posts, shareable images and graphics for your online platforms. You can curate a web page with images and graphics that look like they were created by a professional graphic designer. And you can do all of this without it taking up all your time or busting your budget. I've seen the results and I know Canva works. I know that Canva's millions of built-in stock images and elements, free icons and shapes, photo filters, and hundreds of fonts are just what you need to level up your online presence from social media to your website and beyond. You can even use it to create quality printed content that is directly aligned with your brand. So head to my show notes and use the link to try Canva Pro free today for 30 days. I just know that you will be as hooked as I was, and you'll be a Canva user for life. So to get us a little bit back on topic, sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's good. I love the tangents. <laughs> the tangents are sometimes the best places, but Um, so what you've had these seasons of brokenness that you were talking about. And mm-hmm. do you have any like specific verses or or even quotes that just like really resonated with you that w- other women could use and reflect on?
1: Yeah, you know, I I mean scripture is like the the only truth there is. And so we're going to, I'm going to have my Bible open. Actually, let me open it. This morning I was reading and just praying and preparing for this. And, um, the, the verses that came to mind were what we were talking about before about, about weakness, except yeah. I got this new Bible, which I'm super excited about before I was, I would always use like scripture to interpret scripture, which is super important. And I think yeah. that's like the best way to do it. Um, you know, I'll use, Blue Letter bible.org in case anyone hasn't heard of that to find like the original Greek, Hebrew, all of that stuff to really, yes to really interpret. Too, yeah. Lovely. And, um, but one of the things my husband uses is a like life application study Bible, which I love because the commentary is really great and an easy way to share the word with others. But again, it's not like it's straight up scripture. So I just want to have that right. disclaimer. So I'm going to second Corinthians 12, seven through nine, and I'll read the, I'll read the, the verses first. Um, and this is Paul speaking. And he says, because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations for this reason, to keep me from exalting myself, there was given me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me, to keep me from exalting myself concerning this. Concerning this, I implored the Lord three times that it might leave me. And He said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected in weakness. Mm -hmm. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am well content with weakness, with insults, with distresses, with persecutions, with difficulties, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong." And I was thinking like, man, I have a thorn in my side. I have a thorn in my butt. I have a thorn in my head. I have a thorn All I have a thorn thorns. everywhere. <laughs> and I can't, I've asked God way more than three times to remove it. And so um, I want to read a little bit of like the commentary because I love what it says. So we, yeah. I've done a lot of studies on this. And we don't know what Paul's thorn in the flesh was. Um, some people say it's like malaria, epilepsy, disease of the eyes, We don't really know exactly, but whatever the case, it was like a chronic debilitating problem again, which I super relate to. And it kept him from working at times, which again, that's why I knew I needed to be an entrepreneur (laughs) because I've never been able to work a nine to five. I tried internships, haven't been able to do it just because of pain and fatigue. And I was like, okay, well, I can definitely relate to Paul. And so um, God refused, though, to remove it from him. And Paul was a very self sufficient person. So It said that the thorn must have been very difficult for him, but it kept Paul humble and reminded him of his need for constant contact with God. And then clearly, it benefited Mm. those around him as they saw God work in his life. And so um, although God did not remove Paul's physical affliction, he promised to demonstrate his power in Paul. And Mm. um, so the fact that God's power is displayed in weak people says it should give us courage. And so it's not like we're going to congratulate ourselves and rest like, okay, yeah, we're weak, we're broken, cool. But then we need to take a step further and turn to God to seek pathways for effectiveness and rely on God for our effectiveness. And I think as you you own a business, I own a business, there may be women listening to this that, that own businesses or have ambitions in other ways. And we are, okay, how can I be the most productive today? How can I be effective? How can I make an impact? How can I do all this stuff? And rather than using our own energy and our own strategy, it's important to ask God to infiltrate, to infiltrate our plans. Yeah. Um, and so it it also deepens like our worship because we we learn yes. to worship in a different way when we see God move. And so um, I think that, that that verse has been just really... Powerful for me when you really dig into what it means of again of Paul praying for this and my husband and I we just the other day we started taking communion on a daily basis and praying over um, over just my body and my health asking God to heal me now I've not heard God's I've heard I mean I've you know we read in His Word He's saying my my power is perfected in your weakness but we're still praying with faith every single day that I'm going to be healed and so I don't yeah. want to discourage people from praying. Um, because God works miracles. I've encountered miracles in my own life. Um I you know, so God is a God of miracles. but I, I think it's just cool how Paul of all the people who's written most the New Testament of anyone, how you know, he's the one with arguably the most brokenness,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, i I don't think I've ever thought about that like that, but, yeah, <laughs> I mean that's so true. And he obviously did amazing things, mm-hmm. so. It's like you're saying, it doesn't take God just magically fixing everything in our lives for us to be impactful and useful. Mm-hmm. And there's beauty in brokenness. You know, like, I think the best example from my life is I grew up with a single dad. I know you grew up with a yes. single mom. Mm-hmm. And my dad remarried when I was 14. Well, as a, you know, with faith, I think we look at everything with childlike eyes sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's we don't see the whole picture, and when I was a young teenager, all I wanted was my family to be whole again, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I got was so different than what I thought I wanted. But I look at the relationship I have with my stepmom, who is really my mom, mm-hmm. and I think, like, wow, there was such beauty there. There was so much beauty in us like forging our relationship in fire and not like and it not being perfect. And, you know, there was struggle there. And I was a teenage girl who was used to having a single dad and now I was sharing him. And, you know, there was there were arguments and tension and tears, but mm-hmm. there was so much beauty within that brokenness. And it didn't take God fixing it for him to know what was best mm-hmm. because my fixing it would have looked much different. <laughs> yes, I totally agree. <laughs> so I yeah. think that's another good point to make. I think sometimes we think fixing it we have our own idea of what fixing it would look like. Right, like what does it even look like, right? yet. It's like, how do we fix <laughs>
1: yeah. it? We don't have, it's, you know, we, when you, I know for me, we, a lot of the furniture in our new home, we, I bought online, so we had to assemble it. And it's like, we have clear sure. instructions, but <laughs> That's we're- a good way to start off a marriage. <laughs> I know. Oh, it's actually, been, you know, it's been great. It's been great. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and so when we were assembling and it's like, yeah, I mean, God gives us instructions, but if I try to do this and try to figure it out, there's no way it would look like it does. Um, and God gives us that instruction guide, which is his word. And so it's just, um, Dan, I think my husband's a good example of someone that just tries to do it. Now he could do a pretty good job on his own, like fixing things and building things (laughs) without using the instructions, but it still doesn't
0: work exactly like it's supposed to. So, um, we have many things like that. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) So you've already covered a lot of this, but I just want to ask this question anyway, in case you have something additional you want to say, Mm -hmm. but what do you feel like these broken experiences or seasons have taught you about faith in general? I would say just that God loves me. (laughs) That's (laughs) that's so beautiful.
1: Um, (laughs) It's so simple, but it's so, yes, mm -hmm, that's, that's basically it that he loves me. Um, and the other day I've been, I've just been practicing more and more hearing, hearing from God and, and getting in like quiet, quiet place throughout the day and just taking time to hear from him. And I, I wrote a post about this like a few weeks ago, but, um, I was sitting on my couch. I leaned my head back and was like, okay, God, like, you know, what do you want me to do today? I need a word from you. What are, you know, what do you, who do you want me to contact? What do you want me to write about? What do you want me to post? Like, what do you want me to do? And over and over for like 10, 15 minutes, which was a long time, all I kept hearing over and over was, I love you. I love you. I love you. It's all I kept hearing. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, God, I, I, I get it, but I like, what else do you want me to do? And that's like all he kind of wanted me to do today, which is rest in his love. And I'm thinking, man, what a good God we have. You know, there's, yeah. you know, there's, there's other religions out there and this, you know, this is, I don't even think of this, what we have as a religion it's definitely a relationship, but, um, yeah. you know, we hear about like all kinds of other gods and I've never encountered, I have a lot of friends from different religions and I've never encountered anyone that have expressed that kind of love from whatever, you know, God, little G they, they, um, follow. And so yeah. I think that was just a beautiful reminder of how, how real God is, um for him to be able to want to have a relationship with each and every one of us and for it to be special yeah. and unique. And it's cool because sometimes my husband will will say, yeah, I had a cool conversation with God today. And I'm like, okay, what was it about? And he's like, ah, I'm just gonna keep that between me and him. I'm like, okay, <laughs> fine. I will tell you then what we were talking about today. And it's cool because like his because <laughs> like his relationship is so different with God than mine is. And it just shows again how, just how cool God is. I can't say that enough. Yeah. It's just so neat. Um, and so, yeah, I think just all the brokenness and stuff is just a reminder of, of his love.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. I want to get on to this last question, but I have to read this because I have been reading the message translation. I don't know if you've ever read anything in the message, which I used mm-hmm. to be full disclosure i used to be a huge translation snob like i was like i'm not <laughs> going to read it unless it's the most accurate well then i was like i kind of read a couple verses in the message translation and i was like wow this is really like it i know it's not the most quote unquote accurate however i have loved reading that translation more like for the story and, yeah, and just yeah. like humanizing the people, because mm-hmm. sometimes it's just so easy to forget that they were real people. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> the intro to Mark, which is one of the short gospels, mm-hmm. it, he says, Mark doesn't want us to waste a minute of these precious lives of ours ignorant of this most practical of all matters, that God is passionate to save us. Mm. And like, Oh, that just really like hit me because obviously Mark had his own struggles in life. But if you read his gospel, it's like he was so urgent to just like get it all on paper. Mm -hmm. Like he didn't waste time on the nitty gritty details. He was just like so urgent to let everybody know that God is passionate to save them. And it's like what you're saying. It's like there's brokenness. Brokenness is inevitable. Mm -hmm. But God is passionate to save each and every one of us and to love us uniquely. Mm Regardless of brokenness. And yeah. I just that just like touched me. I loved that message. Yeah, so I love that. Is that just a very like first verse of Mark? Or it's like his well, like, intro? It's this, yeah. It's okay. like the intro. It's not even getting into Mark yet. But it was, it's just this. I, I am not, I don't have the right word for it. Brands <laughs> intro. Okay, yes. <yeah. laughs> Publisher, whatever. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) so yeah, uh, but I just loved that a lot. I had not thought about it that way. Yeah. So to wrap up on this section, Mm -hmm. what advice do you have for other women walking through seasons of brokenness? This could be like practical tips. This could Mm -hmm. be just like mindset related, anything.
1: Yeah, I think um, a big thing is surrendering. And so I'm actually in front of me on my prayer journal um, and one of the things that I love to do is like circle prayers. And so it's nothing, there's nothing magical about it. It's just, um, when I pray, I will write down very specific prayers. Like, uh, let's see here. Let's look at a specific prayer. Oh. This is from last year when I was on a round of antibiotics. I prayed specifically for the antibiotics to kill the bad things and leave the good things. So like just specific yeah. things like that. And I'll put a date on there. And every time I pray it, I circle it and then I mark when it's answered. And so it's so cool wow. to look through and see like all the answered prayers. Um But one of the things that I have is it's a let me go to it, it's a list. And so I get the piece of paper. And um, I fold it hot dog style, which if anyone was in like <laughs> elementary school, school, you're bringing <laughs> me back. I know, you <laughs> fold a hot dog hot dog style like in half. And I write on, I drew a line down the middle of the paper. And on one side, I wrote down what I can control. On the other side, I wrote down what I can't control and need to release to mm. God. And so um, like, for example, on my left, on the left-hand side, I wrote, I can I can control what I eat and I can control what supplements I take, but I cannot control my healing process and speed. Um, I wrote down I you know I I can control how intentionally I respond to my DMs, um, like my direct messages on Instagram, but I can't control who encounters Jesus and makes changes in their lives. And so it's mm-hmm. been a cool thing because when we go through seasons of brokenness again, our first instinct is to try to grab onto what we can control. And so by yes. writing down and, and being, okay, well, these are the things I can control. Then we can grab onto those and then release the rest. So I think practically that is like a good exercise I often encourage my clients to do um, is, is, to, love is to do that. And then on a um, a more like bringing it back just to scripture, when I, I mentioned towards the beginning that in the first few months of marriage, it just have been challenging not in our relationship but because of my health and how— sure. um, I talked with my counselor, Miss Linda, again, and she asked me to read, here we go, Hebrews 12. It's Hebrews 12, 26 through 29. And and so she she shared with me, and she's like, well, God's shaking things up, it sounds like, Liana. And I said, yeah, Linda, He is. (laughs) It sounds like He's (laughs) definitely shaking things up. There's things that came up in my heart. There were days where I felt depressed. All this stuff has happened since getting married. I'm like, what is going on? And it's just like my whole world has been rattled is what it felt like. And thankfully now everything is like, everything's different in a good way. Um, But in Hebrews, it says, and God's voice shook the earth, but now he's promised saying, yet once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heaven this expression, yet once more, denotes the removing of those things which can be shaken as if like created things, so that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe for our God as a consuming fire. And so I just love that because God's kingdom cannot be shaken. And so she's like, Liana, what what mm. things— and your heart are attached to things that are not from God. Because clearly, you know, Corey, your husband's doing okay, but you're having a hard time. And I think it's because you're you're connected to things maybe aren't from God. And so she's like, God, God's shaking it up a little bit. And he, he's breaking, breaking the strings that are connecting you to things that need to fall away. And so yeah. ap- literally after she said that, and she's like, this is not just a physical issue, it's a spiritual issue. And so I think a lot of times when we go through things, we think of it as an emotional issue, a mental health issue, um, you know, um, like physical issue, emotional, all that stuff. When all of it has an underlying spiritual element, and that doesn't mean that you shouldn't get help, shouldn't get doctor um, doctor's advice. Like I've done all of that, but it's important to recognize the war that we are fighting. And so I think that is like the probably the best advice I can give people is just remember that we are fighting in a battle. God's already won, so it's not like we need to be afraid, but um, to be strategic. And so if we are starting to feel certain ways, go to God's word and pray like you're in a war. (laughs) Pray fervently and diligently and excessively, continually, all those words um, to pray and ask others, most importantly, to pray for you as as well that that are maybe not in a season of brokenness. It's good to surround yourself with people that
0: that could intercede on your behalf and pray for you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, um, I've told this, I've, I've recollected this Bible story. Like I think in three different interviews at this point, but it's just one of my faves. (laughs) And every time I get the person wrong. So (laughs) this is my bad old Testament knowledge coming out. I'm pretty sure it's Moses Okay. who, but it might be Abraham. Can't remember. (laughs) So maybe you'll remember where they have to hold his arms up. Yes. I think on either side, I think it, was it Abraham? <laughs> I don't know. I literally get it backwards every time.
1: So forgive us <laughs> well, listeners, but it's one said, of the two. I would have said I would have said Moses, but now I'm
0: like, well, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that That's what happens to me is every time I'm like, oh, it's Moses. And then I'm like, wait, is it Abraham? <laughs> anyway, we're just going to say Moses for now for the sake of time. But that's basically, they knew that prayer was, it was so Moses. important. I looked it up. Okay. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Got <laughs> okay. it right this time. Well, it just shows that, like, they knew the importance of praying fervently for the things that we need and want in life. And so much so that he had people hold his arms up when he literally couldn't anymore. Mm-hmm. So that just is yet more evidence to what you're saying there. But mm-hmm. I also love your prayer method there with the circling because two reasons. One, I love. That I think when we're in seasons of brokenness, it's very easy to just focus on that. Mm -hmm. But this act of praying that you're talking about and writing it down and saying when it was answered helps us see that God is way more present in our lives than sometimes we automatically think about. Mm -hmm. And so that's just a wonderful practice. And then the second reason I love that is because— my granddad used to always say, and I love that he he probably still says it. he's alive, so that don't make it sound like he's oh. gone. But anyway, <laughs> he always said this is the things that you can't change in your life, put them on like an imaginary shelf for mm-hmm. God to take care of. And if you really need to go pick them back up, they'll still be there for you. But more often than not, you won't need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that allows people to just like mentally do both of those things. And mm-hmm. I love that. I love that too. Final words, and then I'm going to get on to my last question, which is fun. Okay. Um, I mean, I think we covered it all. Um, We did. We covered a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I
1: think we definitely covered it all. And I I, I think also one more thing that just kind of came to mind, um, you know, is even when everything is going good, it's still important to lean in to to our weakness. Um, so yeah. That way, God can God's strength can be there because it's easy in times when we're everything is going great, where we kind of forget about that and we lean so we lean away from God. And so, if anyone's listening to this, where they're like, "Well, I don't really think," actually, they probably probably didn't get this far if, they, if this didn't resonate the brokenness. But maybe they have, <laughs> um, where you know they're like, oh, "I don't really feel broken. I don't, I don't, I'm not in a broken season." Okay, well that, that's awesome. That is such a blessing and it's important to use this time to lean into God more than ever because a broken season will come and that way you'll be prepared yep. when it does. Inevitable. hmm hmm Like yeah. in times of, of of feast, prepare for the famine. Um, yep. and I think yeah. that, you know, don't don't eat up all the food and pretend like famine's never gonna come because it, it will. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It, not to be negative, not to but, be negative anyway. but like they're always going to be our life.
1: It just ebbs, it ebbs and flows. And so the good thing is yeah. our, it doesn't affect our joy though. Um, our right. joy remains steadfast. It remains the same, but it's just our circumstances may change.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's a perfect place to leave it. I'm not going to say anything else on that. <laughs> Put a bow on that. Yes. <laughs> so to wrap up, I end the same way every time it's, I'm going to ask you to tell me about three things you love right now that you would recommend to a friend. Mm -hmm. These don't have to be like tangible things, but uh, most often they are. It's usually like a product that someone's loving, but just give us some, some Ricks.
1: Yeah. So there's this um, actually from this, there's another influencer who I love tall, tall blonde bell. Ashley like posted about on her story and it's the, it's called Tao cleansing brush. It's T A O. Mm. And um, I ended up getting it and it, it's like a, a a brush, you know, that will cleanse your face. And so you just put your cleanser on it and then it really scrubs it, scrubs it out. But what I like about it is when you, when you set it down to charge, it has like a a blue light underneath that you can't see, but it's like underneath it. And it, it it makes sure like 99% of the bacteria is killed. And so that's really helpful because I've like struggled with acne my whole life. And so I think that's really helped my skin and kind of clear up to make sure I'm getting all of the makeup and all of that stuff and yeah. the dirt. So that has been helpful. And then the second thing is something I literally praised God for this morning. It's so simple. <laughs> but um, the Nutribullet, it is like the best thing ever. I love my Nutribullet. I make smoothies every morning and it's just so easy. Yes. And so I feel like most people maybe have something like that. But I would say get yeah. a high-powered Nutribullet and it is like the best thing um, And then the third thing I will say, I was going to say my life application study Bible, but I kind of mentioned that before. And so um, I know that you and other others have gotten my faithful business building blueprint and so yes. I would say that because it's free, and so that's a great. It's the only thing on here that's free, except for the love of Jesus. And so <laughs> <laughs> I would say that would be a great thing uh, to download. I think we, you you'll probably put the link in like the show notes. Yeah, but um, I will definitely. Yeah, it's it's great. And so even if you don't own a business, the first like five days of this challenge are really great just to to establish your habits with spending time with the Lord and it gives you really good tips and like um like worksheets and stuff like that to do and again like that's yeah. yeah, totally free. So um I would say those are those are
0: my three things right now that I love. I'm so glad you brought that one up because I was going to like bring it up for you and be like you have to talk about this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz that should definitely be one of your three things. I yes. can't recommend it enough and it's 100% free. Yeah. So like why would you <laughs> not go download that? Yes. And also I now have to go buy those other two things. So oh, yeah. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> there is literally nothing worse than a bad blender. Like when it, mm-hmm. I mean, it's so annoying. Yeah, <laughs> like I know. It's so frustrating. It really is. But that's, I'll tell you, the Ninja Bullet changed, changed my life. <laughs> yeah, we have a Ninja blender and I like it, but it's not, um, it's big.
1: And oh. I think that's the
0: other thing that's annoying is when you're cleaning out like a full-size blender mm-hmm. when you just want like one smoothie. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, on that note, on that very serious note, thank you so much for being on the show. <laughs> my pleasure. My pleasure. I'm so excited just to, I mean,
1: before this, you know, we prayed over every person whose ears listen to this, but yes. um, I feel free, anyone that's listening, like reach out to me in my DMs or whatever, email me. I love just connecting with people in different ways. So um, if there's any way that we, that either one of us, Laura and I could be praying for you. Um, yeah. Especially Colorado. Yes, yeah, for sure.
0: (laughs) Liana, thank you so much for sharing your heart and your joy with us today. There was so much good wisdom jam packed into that episode. You may want to go back and listen again with a notebook and pen just to make sure you didn't miss anything. I loved what Liana had to say about finding beauty in the middle of broken seasons. Brokenness is just inevitable because of sin and because we live in a broken world. But oftentimes, God allows brokenness to help us surrender. And when we do that, we can find all sorts of beauty, regardless of whether God magically fixes our brokenness or not. The truth is, beauty and brokenness can exist together. God isn't a genie who grants our wishes, but He does plan goodness for us and for our futures. Thank you so much for sharing that message with us today, Liana. For everyone listening, I can't wait to meet you back here next time. At Where Faith Grows, we are rooted in faith and flourishing in creativity. If you're a crafty mom like me, don't forget to check out my blog and social media pages where I'm always posting crafting inspiration, free SVG files, and tons of tutorials. And if you love this show, don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Even better, if you really love Where Faith Grows, the absolute best thing you can do for us is to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other people who would love Where Faith Grows find us easier and be inspired in their faith as well. Today's show music was created by Nick Petrov. Additional music and editing are by Aaron Trimble, and show notes are by yours truly. Thanks for listening. Thanks again for joining me, everyone. If you love Where Faith Grows, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and give it a thumbs up. I sure am glad to have you join me in this space where we can explore faith and all the places it grows together. Have a wonderful week, friends. I'll see you next time on Where Faith Grows.